Kathy Motlatana on SAFM. All right, it's 13 after 10 o'clock. You're listening to The Talking Point. Let me invite on to the show DJ Spoos, Puziso Luope, uh, who's going to be joining us for this hour. We're talking about township businesses and the work that is being done to at least try and revive the sector, but I think also offer support uh, to many businesses in the townships that need it. It's the hashtag It's Within campaign. DJ Spoo, good morning to you. Thank you so much for making time for us today. Good morning, Kathy. Thank you very much for having us and good morning to the listeners. Let's talk about this campaign, Hashtag It's Within. What is it about? Hashtag It's Within, it's a campaign that um, Castle Lager sought to see an opportunity to go to the townships and uh, focus on small businesses and amplify small businesses and look at different townships and um, look at uh, key businesses that represent that township in some sort of way and partner with them in mobilizing other young people who are interested in business or who want to get into business uh, on 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 on, um, on this business language. So, I mean, specifically, I was uh, recruited to be part of the campaign because I'm from a township called Itembisa, and the campaign kicked off from my township. So, myself and a lady that I look up to, Umamri Tazwane, started in a little small corner selling and today she is you know built a brand called Ibizi Corner which has become a landmark around Tembisa Midrand area which has since even grown bigger to be in Bizo Chisanyama in Midrand and she's just currently launched in Mall of Tembisa and that's exactly where the campaign was launched at her Mall of Tembisa restaurant for us in Tembisa, Umamritazwane is seen as our own Umamritazwane, Mapone, may his soul rest in peace. And and just us collaborating and cast together as Tembisans, we 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 came on board with uh with this with within campaign with the council ladder to um you know amplify small businesses in Tembisa. But um Castle Laga is gonna go to go to the rest of the country and amplify um small business talk in different townships. You have been involved in mentoring many um, startups in the business, in the township rather, especially new business owners who are trying to find their feet and who really are facing a plethora of challenges. I mean, how would you describe where many township businesses find themselves currently based on, on the work that you've been doing and what you have been able to find? I think a lot of township businesses have been um, facing a lot of hurdles. I think it was worse during the COVID-19. Some people lost their businesses and some people lost their jobs. Maybe they were employed, but then they they saw an opportunity to embark on starting their own businesses. And as much as we've got a lot of problems in township businesses, I think there is now bigger opportunities in incorporating or learning technology or incorporating our businesses to the uh, internet ecosystem. As somebody who has been blessed enough to have succeeded in an entertainment business, I evolved and I said I want to get into business entirely and learn and understand business. And it's been a struggle. It's become one of the the most difficult things I've ever done. 
but it has also become um, one of the most fulfilling journeys that I've ever had to embark on. Mm. And seeing where I come from and where my passion lies, which is township, uh, I, I then saw an opportunity to then become this unofficial ambassador <laughs> who speaks of uh, entrepreneurship in townships, who preaches entrepreneurship, who preaches us creating our own things, building our own businesses, building our own brands. And, and then I've since even gone deeper to write books about it, to use my social media platforms to amplify other small business owners or other young people who are owning or are building their own brands, and also just uh, embarking different collaborative efforts, either with um, corporate companies like Casa Lager or with um, media platforms or with just other companies that always believe in collaboration as opposed to competition. And it's been an incredible journey. When I look at um, entrepreneur, the entrepreneurship narrative or language in the country currently, I believe it's more louder than it's ever been. And as much as we can focus on the problems and the challenges that are faced by small businesses, I think the positive, the positive side of it is that there are now more young people speaking the entrepreneurship language as opposed to 10 years ago or as opposed to five years ago. And with the um, COVID-19 lockdowns happening, I think a lot of people started seeing which, you know, they don't want to be in a situation like that anymore. Let them rather embark on either starting a side hustle or either just fully fledged becoming business people or embarking on this entrepreneurial journey. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people can see now on social media that there's more young people who are now becoming entrepreneurs as opposed to many years ago, which I believe is a good thing, especially for the black community. Well, you're right in that there's no shortage of appetite in terms of people that want to become entrepreneurs, that want to be financially independent and start up their own thing, uh, as you put it. But often it's it's easier said than done, right? And, and I want you to talk to us about some of especially the more common mistakes that entrepreneurs make in the initial phases of, of their businesses that result in, in these failures that can often be incredible setbacks in, in as far as you know the long-term trajectory of a, a potential business is concerned. You're very correct. I mean, if you look at my, my, my own instance, I started uh, young and I started a business in the music industry and I was in my early 20s. Little did I know the amount of success that one would, um, would amass. And usually it comes in the form of when you become successful, the, the mistakes that I made me now was to splurge, you know, on my success, on, on my um, financial gains instead of reinvesting into the business. Yes, now I'm older, I do differently. I think I'm, I'm, I'm probably not the perfect example but I think uh, a lot of the uh, examples out there is, uh, you know, not understanding regulation, depending on whatever industry you're in, or just getting excited to just start and register and, and form a website and a social media platform and go crazy, mm. having not um, tested your product in the marketplace first, or having not recruited the right people into your team first, uh, or maybe not even having legal um, assistance or, 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 or accounting assistance and a lot of us, I think, we take those shortcuts because, you know, we want to quickly be able to be in a position where we make quick decisions and, and grow this baby and just, you know, be driven by passion. But it's mostly um, financial issues that we end up blending ourselves into or regulatory uh, problems that we end up um, falling into or even not having tested our business plan. You know, people, um, young people put together some amazing business plans and they've not tested the market. And once they're going to, in, into the marketplace, the market is not an easy thing to do. Take, for instance, one of my businesses 
which has since become a, a very uh, successful and growing uh, business now, is, is the beverage business. We were excited in the beginning, and I thought it would be really easy to just go that business, go crazy. Mm-hmm. But little did I know that it would become the most difficult thing that I have ever done. Spoo, I'm going but, to ask you to hold that thought right there. We're going to continue the conversation with you in a moment. We're going to take a quick break. Of course, we're back with DJ Spoo. Also, later on in the show, we'll be taking your calls and questions for him. On 23 after 10 o'clock, we're in conversation with Spusiso Leope, who is also known as DJ Spoo. He's an entrepreneur, media personality, author, as you've heard there. We're talking about the hashtag It's Within campaign. It's really centering township businesses. What is the kind of support that many of these businesses need? Where do things go wrong and how can they be supported, especially in helping their to uh, reach a different trajectory in as far as the success of these businesses is concerned. Of course, DJ Boo is somebody who has started a number of businesses and has extensive uh, experience in this field. Later on in the show, I'll be taking your calls at 011-714-2006 and on the WhatsApp line 0614-104-107. So Zbu, you were talking about the beverage brand and I think you're talking about Mofire right your energy drink and saying that when when you started off with it um you were very optimistic about what would happen and at the time that you had started more fire you had started a number of other businesses they had been quite successful um yes ma'am but it wasn't easy you know it's uh it was driven by passion Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's also very very important to as i was saying just within your own little uh, circle of friends or, or, or family or community before you can go big or go crazy. And, and I'm talking about testing your business you know, testing your business model because we just have these great, amazing business models on black and white and on paper, but we've never sold a single, a single can. When you go out into the field, you get to find out that it's not as easy as you thought. Mm-hmm. And then um, business owners or new business owners end up getting discouraged when they start seeing that the reality is different from what you actually saw on paper. But right now, it's, you know, it's better because technology has since advanced from when I started. I started eight years ago. Social media was still new, uh, and even the language of entrepreneurship in the country was being frowned upon at the time. There was a lot of detractors, a lot of negativity, even with the actual product, even the current clients that we have now, it's people who are negative towards our product at the time. But I think business also has, has a lot to do with consistency. If you know that what you're doing is the right thing to do, you've got the right team on board, you've put, to, you put together um, the right systems in place, no matter how small you are, uh, the little that you, you make, you keep reinvesting into this little baby that you have, you have to understand that you're going to be in it for the long haul. And business is about solving problems. It's not just about the success that you always see on social media. It's you having to put your boots on the ground, the overall, and just getting the work done. A lot of the people, I think, they show their successes out there, but that's not business. Business is just being fully involved, Mm. being hands-on, up until you are blessed enough to become an investor, where then you can invest in businesses with other entrepreneurs doing the work, but you maybe just being a shareholder. But in the beginning, it starts with, as as I've just said, like... um, the, the, the right systems in place, regulatory um, uh, adherence. It's very important. You know, a lot of people will end up getting into big problems when you've, you've grown 
only to find that you have not been following, um, you know, the law. And then you end up getting into a problem where you get, might end up getting sued, might end up losing money, there's lawsuits, there's, there's all sorts of different things that you have to keep dealing with when you're in business. And it's not a... It's not as easy as it seems. It needs somebody who is sane, somebody with a long-term vision, somebody who's put together the right team to grow this baby. It's not just all about making money and it's all good. And, and because we are also black people, we also have got a responsibility when we when we start getting it right to sort of um, start sharing some jewels or start sharing some experiences that we are gaining through our journey to, with others. And when we do make a, a bit of money, it's also our responsibility to give back somehow. You know, so it's a, it's a new thing that's happening in the country. We're not getting it all right, but I really do think eventually we'll get somewhere as, as long as the, the, the language is getting louder and louder. You know, as, as, as you're speaking, Boo, I'm thinking back to part of your journey and where you started with MoFire. At the time, of course, you were already an established brand in South Africa as an individual. But I can remember you putting up pictures of yourself, going to different events, you know, sometimes with buckies that were loaded with this energy drink that you were trying to to put out there. And, and it really speaks to the need to be able to get one's hands dirty, you know, that, that there shouldn't be anything that is beneath you as, as, as a business owner to do, especially if you want to see your product end up somewhere. I totally agree. You have to amass yourself into this journey. You have to live it. You have to speak it. You have to dream it. You have to talk it. You have to be proud of it. I always say to people, you don't need to have ABS, which is what I call Avantubazutini syndrome. And I think is what a lot of us do have because we care a lot about what people are, are saying. But this is your baby. This is your brainchild. This is you who's in the driving seat. This is you who's in charge of the destiny of this thing that you're driving. So why do you have to be ashamed? Why do you have to be afraid? Why do you have to worry what other people are going to say? You have to go in and, and, and boots on the ground and drive the ship because you are the captain of the ship. Forget about the success. Success will come later. You have to be so optimistic that you know where your vision is. Mm. And as you keep on walking this journey, there's going to be so many stumbling blocks, things that you've never even thought of. And the reason why I'm, I'm so... Um, Sorry, I'm, I'm emphasizing on the issue of regulations, for instance. I remember when we started, and one of the biggest um, hurdles that we've had to overcome, which almost destroyed our business, was you know um, being in the newspaper and people out there on social media saying our business was not SABS approved, which is a governmental organization that regulates the space. Because you can't just sell anything. It needs to be approved. It needs to be safe to be consumed. You can't just sell things that might end up getting people sick. You might end up either getting sued or you might end up even killing people. So, you know, things like that. You have to be um, very, very strict when it comes to like, regulatory matters, depending on whatever um, industry that you're in. Mm-hmm. But yes, as the captain of, of, of this ship, you have to be driving it on a daily basis. As I'm speaking to you right now, I'm, I'm just, I just walked out of a boardroom. I'm in a meeting with eight other people. It's a daily, it's a daily task where you have to keep driving this business. It's, not, right. it's not a weekend thing, you know what I mean? Mm. We'll continue the conversation with DJs, but what has been your 
journey as an entrepreneur? That's the question I'll put out uh, to you. I mean, are there experiences that you're hearing from Spoo this morning that you can relate with? Uh, do you want to share what some of those experiences um, have been? And I think it's really for the benefit of the community, uh, the SAFM community that's tuned in uh, to the show at this hour, 11 I'll take some of those calls on the other side of the 10.30. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We're continuing our conversation with DJ Spoo. And like I was saying, I'll be taking your calls in a moment. Uh, before I take your calls, Spoo, one of the things I wanted to, I wanted you to also touch on, and it's really about how much investment um, entrepreneurs are putting into their businesses, especially in the early stages of the business, and being able to decide what is important, what is necessary, and what you can do without. One of the tips that you've given previously, which I think is so important, is the issue around, you know, sometimes you think we have to have fancy offices, you have to have the fanciest equipment, you know, state of the art, best of the best in order to get started. And you actually saying that that that's not the case. You know, it, it's okay um, to be operating from a shoddy back room if that's what you need to do in the beginning. I think depending on whatever business you're in, uh, and I think that the mindset that we've always been exposed to is you know, for you to show that you've got a business, you need to have these beautiful offices, you need to, you know, have all these amazing things. Yes, those things will come at a later stage. We've seen, we've all seen that the world has changed and because of the COVID-19 lockdown, the shift has been towards people using technology the best way they can to maximize uh, on their business offerings and cutting down on things that are not necessarily um, uh, that important in the business. So you're very correct. Start small, run a lean ship, and, and, and just only have people that you, you have to have. There is no need having to have um, a whole lot of other people that are going to cost you a lot of money in terms of salaries when you can have one person who probably can do three other things in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, when you start the business, you're the business owner, you're the receptionist, you're the marketing agent, you're the sales agent, you're your own accountant, you're your bookkeeper, you're everything. But it's very important to have um, uh, the right people come on board to assist you as time goes and as you're growing this baby. And if it's people that you can't afford to pay, it's people you can pay as you go, or it's people that you can convince to become a part of the business and get a stake in the business to assist you uh, for this business to grow. For instance, I'm up, take the beverage uh, business, for instance. I'm not a beverage person. I have never worked for any one of the um, big beverage companies before. I come from the entertainment industry, but what did I do? I had to partner with people with experience in that field. I had to make sure that we we, 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 we have the right team on board. Even now, as we're getting, you know, getting bigger and bigger and we're scaling up and we're corporatizing our business, we've had to look at some of the best people in the, in the industry. We've had to look at people that have worked for some of the best companies to try and bring them on board. And instead of us you know, are enjoying the success of our business. All of that money has been reinvested into hiring the best team you can to grow this baby. So start small, but as you keep scaling up, then you can grow with it. And <laughs> I was laughing during the week, people making jokes about me, about um, wearing blankets and just being this person who, who whom a lot of people are surprised. Like, Spoo used to be in suits and Spoo used to be in, in, <laughs> in beautiful cars. And mm. that's what entrepreneurship will do to you. I'm already even starting to go gray because 
I don't even, other things don't matter to me anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't care about driving a fancy car. I couldn't be bothered. You know, if I'm in a barkey, as long as I'm able to go to work and get the job done or even use an Uber, I don't even have to be wearing fancy suits because I'm just on the ground so much that I'm in overalls daily. I'm in the field because I'm a business owner and I've also mm-hmm. started understanding the, the concept of it's not my business. It's a business that's going to look after my kids and it belongs to the community. It's a business for the people. And yes, once in a while, maybe, you know, when I feel like it, I will spoil myself. But right now, it's about this baby. It's about this baby growing and it's about this baby becoming the best business it can become. And it's a beautiful journey to go through. And and that's such an important message, especially in a generation that, you know, is inclined more towards what things look like than the substantive nature of of what those things might actually be. So so these days, you know, if if, if you look like um, you've got it all going on, then people are like, yeah, no, that guy's successful. Did you see the kind of suits he wears? Did you see the car he drives? He's very successful. Meanwhile, it could be a very different case behind the scenes. And, and that's the thing, it's because of social media and it's because of a lot of people who are not really business people. Mm. A lot of people who are just looking like they're business people. And yes, there are some business people who are doing well and who are just showing all of the success online. And, 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 and real business um, you know, business owners who are starting from the bottom, they end up thinking that, that that's how they have to look like. Yes, that's, it depends on if you're in the image business or you're in the fashion business or the business requires you to have a certain image, then that's fine. But for me, the type of business that I'm in, I'm a businessman who's just in overalls and, and, and his butter sneakers or drip sneakers, <laughs> and I'm on the ground selling my drinks. Sometimes it takes my, my business partners even saying, guys, we are wearing suits tomorrow. Spoo, please put on a suit. <laughs> and then I'll show up in a meeting wearing my old mo-fire overalls and I can't watch Spoo. Yeah, you, you, like, you, you've got to keep at work. Now. You've got to always be working, right? <laughs> You know what I mean? That's my mindset because mm. I'm at work, right? And I don't see myself as somebody who um, who's successful anymore. I'm mean, as as a, as I'm maturing and getting older as well. My mindset is different from how I was when I was younger. I'm not impressionable about a lot of things anymore. For me, what matters most is what matters. Uh, it, it's about the business growing. It's about the business doing well. It's about empowering. It's about us empowering people. Wow. It's about me doing the right thing. But um, I'm, I'm not so um, so chuffed by, by the nice things anymore because I think the goals are bigger, the dream is bigger, the vision has grown. But yes, a lot of... All right, I'm not sure. As we grow. Okay, I lost you for a bit there, but you are back on the line. Um, let me okay. quickly take Musa in Newcastle. We've got a break coming up soon, but Musa, let me kick it off with you. Good morning. Morning, Kid. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm okay. Musa, Musa, don't feel the pressure. You can call me Kathy. I don't know why everybody who puts <laughs> the prefix before it feels the need to do so. I've just come to accept, you know. I just accept. I don't fight it anymore. But there's no pressure. <laughs> yeah, no thanks for that. It's like being a Zulu guy. You have to respect the elderly. DJ Buddha. Am I, am I now the elderly? Wait, Musa. No, okay, not. okay. Yeah. No, hold on, Musa. I'm gonna take a break. I just need. I'm gonna need to recover <laughs> from being categorized as part of the elderly. <laughs> All right, we're back with the conversation. DJs, boom over your calls after this. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana, weekdays 9 a.m. till midday.
All right, we're looking at the hashtag It's Within campaign, focusing on township businesses. Our guest for today, uh, DJ Spoo. Musa, you're calling from Newcastle. Go for it with your question. Yes, Ms. Kate, how are you again? Yes. I'm good. Uh, DJ Spoo. Hi, DJ Spoo. Hi, Spoo. Are you still on the line? I'm here. Yes, I'm listening. Okay, great. Can you hear me? Okay. I can hear you very well. Okay, DJ Spoo, I just wanted your advice on this one. I withdrew all my money because I was working due to COVID. I started the business in Lokshin, Ekaslami. I believe in you. I've been following you since, 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 up until now. So I started this business. It's the first business in Newcastle as a whole. It's a coffee shop combined with the supermarket. Uh, I did very well. And then all of a sudden, with this, of co- uh, with this load shading, I almost lost a quarter of a million from that thing. I'm struggling to recover. I wanted to know from your advisor, especially now I heard when you talk about this castle thing. I've lost even the staff from six, now I'm left with two. As I'm talking to you, it strikes again yesterday, the uh, the ESCOM issue. I moved to Jobek. They don't even know my parents where I am. I'm just sitting alone somewhere in Jobek because of this frustration that I'm going through. I've lost almost everything because of this notion. I've went through every single door of government, but I'm not getting that help. I don't know, Buddha, what might I do from now on? I'm just different. Mm. And, and Musa, what business were you in? Sis Katie, look at the, take the shell garage. Mm. I've taken the shell garage structure, but with this mac and bean, for me, it doesn't have that, uh, uh, what you call it, the, the petrol tanker. It's the same, but it's in township. It's one of the beautiful shops in my town. Mm. So now I've been approached by this uh, Pakistan guy. They want to offer me about 1.2 million to take off. And I don't want to lose this business because it's at my mom's side. I can't risk. So I'm just, you know, as I'm saying, I'm sitting somewhere in Jobek. Nobody knows where I am. Maybe everybody does it. I left home at this morning, half past one. They don't know where I am at the moment. Mm. Just mm. No, I think the first thing you have to do, you have to let them know where you are. Um, you, you can't just disappear. You've got a family, you've got my old lady, you've got a team. People need to know that you're healthy, you're okay, because sometimes they're just concerned for you. And yes, we pay school fees in business. We, are, we don't know it all. We get excited, we start this thing, sometimes it's growing. Yes, COVID happened, and it disturbed you, and you've lost that money. And I don't want to say that you're not going to recover that money back, but it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a journey that you've had to go through. And sometimes you've had to swallow your pride and just face your problems. And if you have to cut your losses, cut your losses. Because the longer you, you take in cutting on making those decisions, not cutting those losses, the more losses you incur and the more you get into deeper and deeper trouble. Sometimes it's just okay, best. And I'm not saying this is what you must do. But me, you know, what I've done in the past sometimes is just to cut my losses and, and, and just take it with a grain of salt and be like, okay, I lost out there. I made a mistake. I, I, I could have done better. But sometimes, you know, things like COVID-19 lockdowns, you could not have foreseen such things happening. So you've got an opportunity for other people wanting to come on board for 1.2 million. Uh, and I'm not, I don't know if that's exactly what you're saying. But you've got an opportunity mm. to, to get a bit of an income from other people who want to take over and move on. Start finding out ways on what you're going to do with that money as it comes so that you reinvest it into the next thing. Or you can even start a similar thing in a... Small again, or you can move on to the next business. But I'm not saying cut off your losses. But Mina, if I try whatever I can try to save this thing, and I can see that I can't save it, I just cut my losses and then I move on. 
Yeah, I wish I can get something. To you have to bounce it. back. You can do it, my brother. You can do it. You can bounce back. Yes, it hurts. Yes, it's painful. Yes, sometimes there is embarrassment there. Yes, you did not, you know, make yourself proud to succeed. But that's the name of the game. This is business. I've probably failed more than 20 times for me to succeed just once. So I, I, sometimes you need to pray about it. You need to go face your business partners and your family. And sometimes you have to make those tough decisions. You can't disappear and run away from your problems because they're not going to go away. So you just have to go back and face those problems. Let them know where you are. Let them know, you know, and then just do better the next time when you approach it the, the second time around. I don't know if it will be the similar business, but find out ways on how the little money that you're going to get when you do decide to get to cut off your losses, what are you going to use it for? You know, but sometimes you have to make a decision. You can't keep on prolonging it or, or postponing it. You have to make those tough decisions. That's, that's, a, that's the name of the game. That's part of you being a business person. How to get the hold of this guy, Castle Light, uh, you spoke about it now. now. Um, the, the, the campaign. So, so what I'll do is that I'll ask Spoo just to give us some of the details uh, towards the end of the program. Okay, Musa? Yes. And, and, and please take care of yourself, Musa. Yeah, okay. Ah, all right. We'll be, we'll be laughing about this in a few years' time, but I know that it hurts when you're in it. You know, you, you never see you never see a way out. But that's part of being a business person. Sometimes you have to make those tough decisions, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Musa, so sorry about how things have, have turned out for you. And and I guess, you know, one of the most important thing is to be able to sit down and really say, well, what are the lessons? You know, where did things go wrong? What can we improve on, um, you know, the next time that you try exactly. and venture out into that business? Let me go to the free state. Mishak, good morning. Good morning, morning, Katie. Hi, Mishak. Yes, good morning. And DJ Spoo there. Yes, uh, morning, morning, morning. Uh, yes, yes. My problem is really nearly the same as uh, 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 the, the the other guy that uh, the previous caller. Mm. You see, because I'm I've, I've got a business. I opened the business in 2019. Then it flourished and it was well. Then came 2020, your lockdowns and the COVID and things. You see, 2021. Because I took my savings, I took my the money, my pension fund. That was as I was supposed to to, to sort of uh, uh, educate my mama last born. You see, then uh, because of the business I was working for a, a certain white man. Then he said, Mishak, you have worked enough. It's eight years now. Then you can take over the business." Then I took my pension fund, took over the business. Everything was well. 2020, 2021. Then it went down. Then I, I lost my savings on rent. I used my savings everything. Mm-hmm. That is why I say now. I, I, I don't see myself uh, uh, surviving uh, uh, until September month. I was contemplating taking my own life, you see, or ending it all, you see. Mm. My problem, I, I've, I've got a problem. I'm in the business of uh, uh, putting linings, doing rubberizing. In simpler ways, they say it's rubberizing on the buckies. The, the flooding in, in KZN, in the Toyota, what's it called? Toyota factory in, mm. in down in Durban, you see, it's make, it makes me crazy now. I cannot, I can't, I can't now. I don't have it anything. My business account is zero, zero, you see, now. I have to pay rent at the end of the month. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of ending it all, ending it all. Yeah. Trophy. You see, it's very painful. So, Michel, Lalela Potome. Yes, yes. And well done for being brave enough to start your own thing. Ending it all is not the answer. So let me make you a bit of an example about my life. So... 
uh, since Casey at the beginning of this interview, she spoke about how well I was doing even before I got into more fire. For me to get into more fire, my brother, I had to go through the most. I went through a lot. I, I lost three of my cars. I was doing so well. They had to all go. I lost a relationship with the mother of my child. I lost my house. And I was down and out, and I had to go back down into a one-bedroom bachelor flat in town, in Johannesburg. And I had to share a building with students, about vets, and people who bump into you in the lift all the time when you're embarrassed. How DJ school also stays here, you know, and I've had to go through that, and I've, I've had to face myself and my own uh, trials and tribulations, but I had to be strong as a man, with nothing, my brother. And let me tell you, even now, as things are starting to become better, I've got my own issues. I mean, it was out in the media a few months ago that I've got um, tax problems, for instance. You know, the, 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 the tax man is, is on your back, and the tax problems that I'm facing, I'm talking over 12 million rands that you have to pay the SARS. And I'm disputing those things because I believe I don't owe that much, I'm owing less. If I was somebody else who was weak, I could have easily taken my life. And I'm not saying that you're weak because we don't know what you're going through when you get to that stage. But I'm trying to show you that you're not the only one with those problems. There's people with even bigger problems. And I started finding out with AHA, you're talking about owing the tax man 12 to 15 million and you're disputing it. There's people who are owing 70 million, 100 million. And they go and face SARS. I've been facing SARS. I have been getting accountants helping me. It's a process that's going back and forth. And it's difficult. It's not easy because you get red flagged. You can't buy anything. You can't do anything. And you end up having a bad name. Sometimes you end up losing money because other people can't work with a person who's got tax problems. So we all go through problems. All these business people that you see who look like they're successful, they've got bigger problems than you do, my brother. A man has to stand up and face their problems and solve them. Yes, it won't be easy. Yes, my brother, I've been through that. And even now, as things are starting to get better, it's still a difficult journey, but a man has to stand up and think about their children, think about your woman or your wife, think about your mother, your family, people that love you. And face the problems. You are a man. You can't take your life. You can't take the easy way out because killing yourself or losing or ending it all is unfair to the people that love you. And now that you've had this opportunity to make this phone call, it was probably because of God's doing. There was a reason for you to call through SAFM and go through. Because imagine how many other people are calling right now. But God made you go through right now and have this chat with us. There is a reason. You're probably going to look back five years or ten years from today and laugh and just say, yo, I was at the lowest point of my life. Just like as I'm making these examples, I was at the lowest point of my life. I had nothing, my brother. I had moved from a beautiful, amazing, incredible, famous life, but I had to lose it all. And I had to swallow my pride. I had to go to the streets and go sell. I had people criticizing me. I had people laughing at me. I had people saying, oh, I had people saying all these different things. And yes, I also had negative thoughts. I also mm. went into depression, but I had to be strong as a man and I had to find God and I had to make my family understand what I'm going through. I had to humble myself and cut out all the losses and cut out all these extravagant things that I had and start from scratch and go back to a taxi. But I'm building myself up back again, and life is on the right track. Even though life is on the right track, as I've already told you, I've got now some problems that I'm dealing with, but that's what being a man is all about. Solving problems, being a leader, standing with your own two, relying on God, and the most important people that matter in your life is your loved ones, my brother. You can't take your life. The Castle Lager campaign says it's within. It's within you, my brother. 
it is inside of you and you are capable of bouncing back. And that's, those are my words to you. And I pray for you and I wish you all of the best because I believe that you are going to bounce back and we're going to look at this moment in the future and laugh about it. Oh, thank, thank you so uh, much for sharing thanks, that, thanks, Boo. Thanks, thanks very much. Thanks very much, uh, uh, Boo. You have uh, uplifted my spirit. You see, I was very, very down, down, down. Uh, Can you please leave your number, my brother? Before you hang up, please leave your number. I'd like to have a a personal phone call with you. Okay, I I don't know whether you can get it through Lebo. Yeah, yeah, Meshach, no, no, that's what we'll do. We'll we'll just get uh, Lebo to send him the number after the show, okay? Okay, thanks very much, Katie. All right, Meshach, take care of yourself, hey? All right, Meshach out in in the free state. And, and Spoo, thank you so much for, for, for sharing um, that aspect of, of, of your journey and, and just, you know, what you had to go through personally because I think it also just helps to put into context, especially when you hear how much people are suffering, you know, as a result of uh, the impact of that lockdown, losing businesses and businesses that were doing really, really well. Temba in Rustenburg. Good morning. Hi, Kefi. That's where it all started. Let me tell you where you are. Of course, you're going to Kefi, let me tell you. If we, I always hear people saying, uh, this is one of our own. You know, school is one of our own. And, mm. and we must protect such people. We need people like school to be a, a minister of small business development whatsoever. People who can spot talent, nature, motivate. One thing we other people don't know about school is that he's a motivational speaker. He can motivate, you know, even if your business fails. You can hear the man when he talks, when he speaks, he speaks with courage, he speaks with what he knows, what he's been through. So he's a real businessman. But I've got a question for you, school Tell me, what is it that motivated you to go for business? Is it Profit making is it employing people? Uh, wh- what is it really? Would tell me. Uh, thank you very much, my brother, for the question, and I appreciate those memories. I remember when we worked Libom six miles, Hamba Pines, yeah. you know, ah, we were young and passionate, and we didn't we didn't even know that we'd become these men that we've become today. But that's that's yeah. driven by passion, right? But let me tell yeah. you, for me, yeah. as as as. Uh, and I remember when I was evolving from the entertainment industry to go and embark on my business journey, it was because of my daughter. My daughter, my daughter had just been born, and this is now almost 10 years ago. That was 2013, where I kind of felt, you know what? Mina, I saw Abu A.K.A., Nabo Kespa, and all these famous people today. I saw them before they even came because I knew, but you know what? I will not be famous yeah. forever. And if I don't use the current popularity that I have right now into building something that has to be a legacy and look after my children even when I'm gone, um, I'm never going to do it ever again if I don't do it now. And that's when I took the decision. It's because of the birth of my daughter. That's what inspired me. I write about it in my books and I say, what is your biggest why? 
you heard me when yeah. I was motivating the, and the brother and encouraging him. I spoke, I made him to think about his why. And his why, which is what I'm assuming, is his family, is his loved ones. And once you make a man think about their loved ones or their children or their family, you are touching them at a soft spot because most likely most of us are doing what we're doing because of the people that we love. So for me, yes, it's a love of yeah. the people out there. But at the same time, it was the birth of my daughter because I knew that more children were coming. But at the same time, I had to build something that will be long-lasting as opposed to me just being famous. I'm not going to be famous or DJing forever. Right now, I mean, yeah. it's already almost 10 years later. I'm 43 years old now. And, and I'm glad that I made that decision because the journey that I took, as difficult as it's been, I can I'd, I'd do it again because I'm building something. Even if you'll forever see Mofa in the street corners of South Africa forever because of the decision that I took. Mm-hmm. So that's what inspires me, the legacy. Uh, so tell me, uh, uh, the, the shares in your Mofire, are you planning to, uh, to, to dish out shares on your Mofire product or do you want to push it to whatever years before? What's your plan on that? Yes, it's definitely to give South Africans an opportunity to own a piece of it because a lot of them have been yeah. crying about it. Smuda, go public. Smuda would like to own shares. Smuda <laughs> would like to buy something daily that we know that we also own. And yes, the goal and the vision is to list it at the JSE. And the goal is yeah. to make it a global company at some point. All right. Temba, yeah, then, out in Rustenburg. Uh, uh, Temba, I'm going to have to ask you to leave it there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye-bye, <laughs> Temba. <laughs> All right. Let me end it off with a Tabang in Rotopur. Tabang, good morning. No, thanks for taking my call, Casey. And good morning to Mr. Leope. I guess I'm... Morning, right. Uh, Mr. Leope, I really is very commendable. I think it is indeed very commendable that you are that role model that you've become. And I said, the, the only point that I wanted to make is that, you see, for every business to succeed, government needs to play a role. So, so you need an enabling legislation or environment that will ensure that people are able to, you know, achieve whatever they aim to achieve through business. Now, without the law being obviously used to do that, most of those initiatives are going to come to Northeast Europe. Um, you look at the environment in the township where the law is not being used to leverage, you know, small businesses and protect them. Uh, you, you find an environment where uh, even people who are not supposed to be in that space are now using syndicates to displace our people. You talk about small businesses like your father's shops and so on and so on. So that shows that without government intervening with legislation, it's not going to help our people. I'll make an example to you, Mr. Leopold. When Rainbow Chicken was facing a challenge from cheap Brazilian imports in South Africa, what did Mr. Rupert do? He spoke to government to say, raise the tariff as a legal instrument to protect his business. But this is not being afforded to our people. I just wanted to make that point to you, Mr. Lopez, that as much as the other technical aspects of the business could be in place, up and until we have a government that provides legislation. And I would invite Casey herself to go and read the recent judgment of the Constitutional Court. We've been making this point, Casey, that look, the right to, uh, to, to it was about the right to, to a profession. It's a, it's a citizen's right. So is the right to, to run a business. It's not a foreigner's right. They can only do so if they comply with the requirements in the law. They do not have enough a constitutional right to trade. Taba? 
Yes. All right. All right. I, I think I think you're going to leave it there. Hey, uh, you, you, you've made your point. Okay, fantastic. Thanks for that, Tabang. Uh, Spoo, you've got 20 seconds. Good thing I can say that to you and you know what it means. Uh, but to, just to wrap us up for this morning. Um, some of the biggest business people or some of the biggest businesses all over the world in all the different countries have been built by its governments. If you look at Jack Ma, it's because of the Chinese government. If you look at Elon Musk right now, as we're calling him an African-American, he's being supported by the Afri- American government to make his dream of electric cars succeed. So government has to be intentional about assisting small businesses and making them grow to become big businesses. I mean, a few years ago, we heard about the 100 industrialists that the government had embarked on creating industrialization and also using AI and technology there's a lot of ways in how government can influence or even set policy that intentionally uh, is for uh, is for um, business owners to succeed government has to set us up to succeed so politicians have to play a role and Tabang is very very correct all right government is the is the key driver of um, working of small businesses success and most countries Small businesses employ the most people in all in all these countries. So it is it is government um working um, 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 responsibility to make. All right. It looks like we've lost Zboo on the line there. Not sure what's happening, but either way, it was just in time as we hand over to the news.